Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, the latest trends, and of course, all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. I wasn't sure you were going to come in on time taking a sip of something. That's I, listen, risky I'm very, behavior. No, no, I'm an old pro. Wow. I'm a, yeah, I'm like Frank's the Frank Sinatra of podcasting by now. You know, you're like Frank Sinatra in so very many ways. Didn't he also start his career in the last pandemic a hundred years ago? That's correct. <laughs> that could it? have been. Sure. <laughs> yep. I, we were talking about memory right before we hit record. Yes. And I just heard on the news, so it's real, Okay, that COVID causes brain fog similar to symptoms of Alzheimer's. What? And I'm going to blame that two years ago I had COVID and I'm going to say that's why my memory is crap these days. And it makes me feel better. Like it's not, oh, it's not that I'm getting old. It's the COVID. Okay, well, you're not getting old. Uh, I mean, older, but I don't know. You really can't qualify as old. You know, what? not to like, oh, no, when we're like happy 80th to you, then I'll give you old, maybe <laughs> okay. older. Uh, but yeah, I that's interesting because I think for the first time I'm remembering things that you're not. That's like a real switcheroo for our relationship. I know it means you had COVID sometime in your childhood Definitely. <laughs> and the brain fog has just lasted. But yes, I, I often find myself zero. repeating stories and you were patient zero for COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like. Yeah, I uh, Jara wants to kill me because I'm like, oh, did I tell you? And he's like, yes, you told me. And so it's really, it's real. Y'all, oh. this brain fog is real. Hey, It is not my fault. Hey, man, welcome to the present moment. And I'm happy to recommend some books for you and like how to get through it. You know, Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle, Oprah Super Soul Sunday, Brene Brown. Happy to, I mean, meet you in the middle of this. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> And then, but that, this was all sparked because you were like, oh, what was it I was going to talk about? Yeah. Oh, I remember. So yeah. you know what, what it is? is it? I'm, uh, no, I'm dying, I'm dying to talk to you about this because I've been dying to oh. talk to everybody about this. I what? just finished, this is kind of, I'm late to this game, but I just finished season two of The Morning Show. We talked about it last week. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> yes, we did. You On were... the show? Yes. No, no, no. I hadn't finished it though. You had hadn't I? finished. You had not finished. Okay. Well, that we did have a morning show discussion. Okay, but I haven't fi- I hadn't finished it. I want to talk about the ending. Okay, did- if I can remember. Go. Oh no. This is this is really fun. <laughs> you know, we should start to market this podcast to like people in old age homes. You know, like in some oh, of those retirement gosh. villages. They'll love this. Oh boy. Yes, All right. I watched every minute of the morning show and as you're bringing it up I'm like I have no memory of what ended up happening. Okay, look. Well, here's my big argument. Okay, the people... Spoilers coming. Not really. Oh. Not really. Who can remember those kind of details? Um, (laughs) But the thing, the takeaway from it is I totally, totally loved it. I really did. Great. Patrick did not. And I think Jeremy did not as well, right? He was... Yeah. And I think it was... Like, the people who didn't like it thought it was preachy and heavy-handed and, like, clunky, right? That it was... Because it was... It was... That was at least the complaint that Patrick had was it got a little bit too on-the-nose and preachy about 
redemption or whatever. But what I Mm. loved about it, I mean, I loved it, was that Mm -hmm. every character was so flawed and they all behaved like monsters at one point. And then Mm -hmm. you see them all feel genuinely sorry or, or and or get stuck in a behavior that they don't want to be stuck in. Right. Sure. Yeah. And to me, I really loved that they just went at that so directly and that they that's what the whole show is about. Like I it made me so in a way that I did not think was going to happen at the beginning of the season which was them trying to make Steve Carell's character empathetic. And so many other mm-hmm. characters were like, you're a monster. But I got to say, mm-hmm. well, if you haven't watched The Morning Show, I'm sorry, this must be a very boring conversation. But essentially, <laughs> he's a sexual predator. Yes. But then he, it, a lot of it was the culture and the context, and he starts to take responsibility for what he did, and he feels terrible about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's really unusual. And I actually, I thought that they did such a good job of everybody making horrible mistakes and doing horrible things and then having to face it and having to face that they're still a human being. Sure. In the midst of it, you know, I I really thought it was powerful. Uh, Well, I liked all of that, but I also really liked watching characters that we know deal with COVID because it's like the first time that a show really incorporated COVID and the beginnings of how it started to affect our workplaces and our relationships and who dismissed it and who took it seriously. And it was just interesting. I know it's very recent history, but we haven't really seen it fictionalized. And you liked that. I did. Oh, yeah. Patrick and my sister did not like that. Oh. Because they like escape in television. We watch things with, you know, yes, character with uh, topical events. We watch things like that all the time. So they're wrong. (laughs) I'll say it. Do you want me to call them in here? I can go, <laughs> hang on, let me let me just see if I can get my sister on a Zoom. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it because I feel like there's so much television where, you know, people are just awful or one thing. And I love any storytelling that, that shows you that people are not just one thing. You're not just a monster or a saint, right? Well, you're just a monster and I am a saint. Definitely. That has long been established. <laughs> That's, you know, on paper, that that is how it looks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> looks... But that's not, that's not the case. I'm fighting for all of the monsters. Welcome, monsters, and reach out to me. And please tell me the worst thing you've ever done at, at MandyFab on Instagram. Or, and yeah. those saints out there that want to reach out to me and sympathize <sighs> yeah. at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens. There'll be like two of them. No one's a saint. What hot beverage are you enjoying? Is that coffee? You know what? <clears throat> it's throat coat. <laughs> oh. It's oh, it's hot. kind of a professional voiceover thing. Like, you know, you have to mm-hmm. it's a deep dive, you know. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't Google throat coat on the internet because you'll get some nasty images. But oh. just I'll send I'll share a box. Hey oh, what? Share a yeah. box. That's good morning podcast talk right there. I'm sorry. What? Share a box. It was the throat coat. Like you breezed right over that. Uh, Not that I understood that reference in any way. I love you, mom. What? No, I don't know. I was quite evil this week. You were definitely. Yeah. And I delighted in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's not kidding that she doesn't like scary movies. She did not handle it well. (laughs) And I reveled in in your torment. It was it was adorable. I took Mandy to see Scream in the theater. And now 
for those who have not seen it or don't know about the scream, this was the fifth scream. Uh, the first one came out, was it 30 years ago, I guess? Gosh, it could have been. 20, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and you you needed some basic knowledge of Scream to understand this one, although they really tried to explain it and sometimes they hit you over the head with like, remember in the first one, you know, <laughs> and that was mostly David Arquette's entire role. Yeah. And it was badly written. But I sent you a summary yeah. of the first four Screams. Which was great. Ten minutes. Some guy who has a lot of free time on his hands <laughs> summarized it. Yeah. And Mandy was scared of that 10-minute YouTube summary so i knew she was going to be terrified in I, the movie theater i just want to say for anybody who's thinking of going to see the scream and hasn't like watched the four other ones or whatever it's so helpful like it really it made me appreciate what the what do you call it the franchise is trying to do like mm-hmm. so directly in a meta way making fun of horror movies while it's a horror movie and i really appreciated that and also it kind of slowly was like a toe dip into what you normally see in horror movies, which is the stuff that I don't like to see. But it was like a gentle sort of like, and I, by the way, I also covered my eyes at the trailer. (laughs) I I just, I can't, I don't know how anybody watches that. But yes, so the, the, the recap was actually very helpful and made me it was my saving grace because then when I was in the movie, I I enjoyed the parts that I was like, oh yeah, that's what they do every movie. It's, it was cute. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. You're welcome. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, thank you for that. the premise of the new Scream is that it follows Billy Loomis, who was Skeet Ulrich in the original, who turned out to be the first killer. Now we're following his daughter, Sam Carpenter, and she's afraid she inherited his uh, serial killer genes. So... And she did. uh, and she did. <laughs> so the town starts experiencing some killings and she comes back to the town to save her sister. And yeah, she's wrestling with all of these things. Uh, I don't even know if exactly you have to... like all those screen movies. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's the end of my summary. It's like <laughs> uh, and then Courtney Cox comes back from, you know, Gail Weathers and she's yeah. been uh, ostensibly the, doing the morning show. Yeah. <laughs> right. She made it to the Today Show or something. And yeah. And then Sydney Prescott doesn't yeah. want to get involved, but she does. And she comes <laughs> back and everybody fights the bad guys and reveals the killers. And it's just like every screen movie. Yeah, exactly. You don't even really have to go see this one. <laughs> you can just sort of watch the other ones and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are going to see it, see it with Mandy Fabian. I just, I don't understand. I, I genuinely want to ask you, and this is what I genuinely mm-hmm. wanted to ask you after after the movie. I'm not mad. Like, I know that I am completely, like you not caring for the Beatles, I am completely in the minority by not enjoying horror movies. But like, I just don't understand the attraction of it. Like, I, I used to love haunted houses, actually. So I'm not a total like, oh God, don't scare me. But then I think you, were you with me the night that we did the haunted house, the corn maze out in... Didn't you come with me to the corn yes. maze out in Pierce College yes. and we had to run yes. from the guy who was holding a with chainsaw? Chainsaw, yeah. And it mm-hmm. was terrifying. And like at that moment, something in my brain broke and I was never able to go to another haunted house again. Like I was so panicked and terrified, even knowing that these people weren't real. I couldn't. Right. I was I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I, I just feel like I got chased 
by a guy with a chainsaw. Like, and so these horror movies, they get you really, you're like, and you see it coming. Like, I can't also, I, I'm the worst audience member. I'm a horrible person to go see a movie with because I'm always like, bleh, no, don't do that. Uh, what are you doing? Like, I can't stop talking. It's just to comfort myself. And I know it's awful and everybody around me must hate me for it. I, but I, it, I don't get how she people- was like, Joe Buck during a a football game, like she never stopped narrating and reacting and doing color commentary. It was incredible. I can't, but I, I don't understand it because you know what's coming and then you know that someone's going to get like, and they get so brutally, like it's so bloody and icky and stabby. And I don't understand why anybody wants to like, what is the satisfaction? I know there are theories, but I want to hear yours. Go. Okay. I am not a horror aficionado. So we should actually ask friend of show Tommy Metz because he loves the genre. Yes. But I am not, I don't like gore and violence. You know that. Yeah. But these to me are comical. And these to me are like, um, so cartoony. You know, it just doesn't bother me in a Scream movie. So I do love the jump scares. That's really what I love. Uh So something like, um, get Out is a perfect movie for me because there's so many times the camera just like surprises you by where the camera goes or somebody runs into the frame and you weren't expecting them. I love the jump scares. Yeah. I love, uh, you know, going, oh, oh, oh God, I feel stupid. I was just so startled by a cat. It's always a cat, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In these movies. Yeah. But... Or the refrigerator door or the cabinet door or the thing. They had that move a gazillion times and I fell for it every time. But they faked us out so many times. That was fun. How many times a character looked in a mirror and the ghost face killer was not behind them because we were anticipating. That's the fun of those movies to me. Yeah. And Scream does those things well. And the the violence feels very phony to me. But Mandy was like yelling at this, not yelling. She's not yelling, but she was like, oh, no, 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 no. And she was like talking and squealing and covering her face and squirming around in her chair. But the movie starts as they all do with the girl at home and the phone rings. And do you want to play a game? And and that's how they they all start. So this time it's a really great actress, Jenna Ortega. Um, She was really good. Yeah. And she's in the house and she doesn't believe it's real. And then she gets attacked. Now, here's my question. When this happens, we all know this is how they all start. Girl in house gets brutally murdered, which sparks it. Yet I had this hope, like maybe she'll survive. And I think that's part of the fun is like when you watch these, you're like, well, maybe he'll survive like this guy we've grown to care about, maybe. And then they don't. Right. So did you have that feeling of like, maybe she'll survive? And maybe that's part of the allure? Oh, that's interesting. Well, she did survive. Spoiler alert. She mm-hmm. she totally survives. I I think I always have the maybe she'll survive on two levels because A, you know, you hope that they do. You're not like die, 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 unless they're you already know they're a da- they're a bad person. Cause then right. And I do want to talk about that at some point. Cause I ab- mm-hmm. I actually have this theory about bad people dying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, um, but no. Uh, of course I had that hope. And I always have that hope because I'm a human. And then on the second level, because they're constantly like soap operas are constantly have characters die and they come back to life magically. Like in television and movies, anything can happen. Didn't Dewey, that character, get stabbed like 
20 times in the previous three movies and he's still mm-hmm. somehow alive. And he's mm-hmm. so he's like, I walk with a limp now. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do, Dewey. Good on you. And every single person like had giant knives jabbed in their stomach, twisted, yeah, did. held, yep. wiggled around while there was a lot of dialogue. And then they were fine. Like waltzing mm-hmm. up to the ambulance to say goodbye to her sister. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know that a stab wound really has. I don't know that that's an accurate depiction. So the whole thing is ridiculous in that way. So of right. course you think somebody, you think everybody's going to live unless they but, get that shot of their face with the wide eyes and the lots right. of blood on their face. Yeah. Right. But yeah, they did spare little Tara Carpenter and they, she's in the whole movie, which I think is a bold new choice yeah. for the Scream franchise. <laughs> okay. Do you think they're um, going to do another one? Oh, I'm sure this will spark a whole new set of them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my theory anyway. I have to say, um, even though they've clearly done the same thing five oh times. Oh my God, Mandy! No, don't even! Why would you do that to me? What? It worked! It worked! Of course it worked! Oh my God, because I'm not dead inside! What is wrong with you? I, oh my God! I can't even see I, myself, and I'm in a tiny little, like, like... I was debating. I'm like, is is this... No, she's going to be like, don't do that. But it worked. That was very satisfying. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Oh, she's mad. So oh, easily. I've gone and done it. <laughs> I'm so easily scared. I really yes, am. Yes, you are. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah. I came downstairs um, and the the our downstairs uh, bathroom was closed and I heard mm-hmm. somebody inside. And for a second, I was like, who is that? I didn't like, I thought Patrick was gone. And so I started, I started to go out and I opened the front door and I was like, and he came out. He's like, are you okay? You look pale. I was like, oh, Jesus. I... Uh, but you also don't lock your front door, which is not smart. Well, I'm not scared in general. <laughs> okay. It's only like a moment of like, who's in the bathroom, you know, for right. my best friend, like, you know, yells, oh, my God, at me, you know. <laughs> Lo- love you. <laughs> so this, I think the scariest part of the movie, if spoiler, is Courtney Cox's face. Like, she's just had bad work done. And then you put her up against Nev Campbell, who looks... I mean, she's yeah. perfection. Yeah. She just looks beautiful. I don't know if she's had work done. If she is, it's great work. Very and she subtle. Just looks her age mm-hmm. and and uh, elegant. And then Courtney Cox looks yeah puffed up and strange. And it's it's she. I think her work has gotten better. What what didn't it go far and then it rolled back a little well, bit? Well, the at Friends one point? reunion, we were all I think. Yeah. It was jarring to see her face. Yes. I think it's calmed down a little bit. And also, um, it's, it's like, it's not as bad as Nicole Kidman. I feel like Nicole Kidman's Mm -hmm. face has gone off the deep end. Even Jennifer Aniston a little bit. There's something about the, there's the lip thing that's happening. I'm a little bit like, ladies, just leave the lips. Just leave the lips. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Your lips are fine. No one's going to care because we're all looking at your eyes anyway. But now I'm looking at your lips. Yeah, I couldn't stop looking at her lips. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? I, I, it just was interesting to have Nev Campbell next to her. It yeah. just really made it even worse. And then another interesting thing is Courtney Cox and David Arquette are in this movie mirroring their real relationship because oh. in real life they were married and divorced. <gasps> and it, this is a shitty thing to say, but her star never, you know, she's a huge star and he never quite achieved 
her level of fame and success in the acting world. And then in the movie, this is what's happening too. But they had such a nice connection and they had like a reunion in the on set. I have not read about like if they're good friends or if this was comfortable. But I was like, I don't know that we've seen this in a lot of movies. A real life divorced couple playing. Yeah. Also meta. I had forgotten. Yeah, this movie loves that stuff, right? But I mean, did they meet on the screen movie? Is that how they got together? I I am not an expert in the history of their love, but I know they were together. I they might have met on the screen movie, and I Isn't know they were together when they. Because I bet I don't know that they it. would have cast them in those roles on purpose if they hadn't already had been there twenty five years ago. I bet they met on the screen movie. I I don't know. We'll have to. If anybody out there, any fandies, know if yeah, if Courtney and David met on the screen movies, do let us know. Joanne's on vacation this week. But it was, it it made it more meaningful, you know, that they were, I was a little like, oh, oh, they're about to, like, do they talk in real life? Or was this, like, keep Courtney and David separate until they film? Like, I have no idea. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I was trying not to shit my pants, so I wasn't so much, it wasn't until after the movie on the way home that I said to Patrick, and I think they were married at one point, weren't they? And he was like, oh, yeah. I totally yeah. forgot. So it didn't inform the movie for me at all. All right. But I agree with you. They had really good chemistry. I just forgot yeah. that they were ever married. But they were really was, good. Yeah. It added another level. You know what's interesting? Another layer. I really don't care for bad writing and bad acting and all the thing. And I'm not a fan of horror films. But I get it really was that recap, man. Like the device of making fun of horror movies while being a very scary horror movie was really good yeah i mean that's that's really interesting and like so and they were also the bad bad dialogue and the horrible unbelievable storylines were so terrible but they delivered it in such a way they were so committed to it Mm -hmm. that it was like okay you didn't expect it to be it's almost like the because they're making fun of horror movies they can get away with crappy storylines and unbelievable stuff right (laughs) it was really most of the most of the bad dialogue was up to David Arquette. I, it was quite a thankless role. It was like, we're putting the camera on and you are telling the people what's about to happen and what happened before. Go. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. But you know who I thought handled it really well? The love interest? Was, yes. Yeah. Richie. Yeah. Played by Jack Quaid, who is Dennis Quaid's <gasps> son. Well, that makes sense. And I assume Meg Ryan's. No, wait. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, did they have kids together? They did. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's, I don't know if he's her son. Oh, interesting. Joanne. Oh my gosh. He was fantastic. He really was. I find that to be true for a lot. Like Dakota Johnson, for example, is the daughter of of, um, Don Johnson and Melanie Griffin. And she also is mega talented. So, you know, I find that sons and daughters of celebrities, you know, they just, there's something, they have a leg up. They've lived, they've grown it's, up with it. It's Melanie Griffiths. Damn it. And she's not a good actress. <sighs> and she bore a child who's an even worse actress. <laughs> she was good in some things, wasn't she? Didn't Melanie Griffith? Melanie Griffith? Yeah. I know. Ne- I never, ever liked her. Mm. Wow. Um, my famous reason for hating her, aside from the fact that she did like a breathy kid voice, and I just never thought she was talented, but she made a Holocaust movie. And she's like, I learned so much. I read a lot about the Holocaust. Six million Jews died. That's a lot of people. 
And that was like the, what got printed as her intensive research for making a ho- Melanie Griffith in a Holocaust movie. It's just wrong. Yeah, that's probably not an excellent choice. But, you know, right. at least it taught her about it, you know, like that's good. Yeah. Educating oh. one more super Hollywood megastar, you know? Yeah. It's that's oh. another one. Another. Yeah. Illuminated person. But yeah, uh, Jack Quaid, really yeah. good, really mm-hmm. charming. He handled all of the, uh, you know, isn't that the number one rule? Don't leave the house. Why are you leaving the house? Like he handled all of that yeah. stuff in a really charming way. And yeah. I developed an inappropriate crush on him because he is, I think, like 22 years old or something. I don't. As, we've had, We've talked about this. I don't see how that's inappropriate at all. I mean, you're not like driving by his elementary school. You're fine. <laughs> not anymore he's graduated now yeah, that's good but, yeah that's good no i agree he was very um he did the thing that i really like to see bad guys do i cannot my one of my pet peeves aside from my pet peeve of people crying and having no tears like yes. either make the choice to be sad and have no tears i'll believe you because they're mm-hmm. going to put sad music underneath you so don't you worry about it or <laughs> cry and have actual tears, but please do not do anything in between that. Like, I don't know why it bugs me so much to see <laughs> and have no tears. Right. It's just like, I hate right. it. So the, my other pet peeve is when bad guys become bad guys. You know, they give that like, oh, I'm going to do the evil voice and I'm going to be the evil and look how evil I am. I'm like, no, no. Bad guys have fun. They like to be evil. And I like it when bad guys have that like <laughs> that like happy choice that oh, they make. Like Tony yeah. Dalton in Better Call Saul. I don't think you've seen it, but he is like the happiest bad guy on the planet. And it is so oh. sexy and funny and fun. And he's also terrifying, by the way. Mm. You're really scared okay. of him because he seems really oh. evil. And I think that right. this uh, Quaid fella pulled that off. He seemed to be enjoying it. Like he didn't go all, now I'm a bad guy. He was... Just his charming, right. fun self. He, yeah, he was great. We're going to reveal who the killers are on this podcast. That's a thing, right? Sure. Or should we not? Oh, okay, so, well, maybe we shouldn't. That's kind of a big yeah, one. Yeah, because it's, it's out in the movies. Yeah. If it was like 10 years ago. Yes. Like, like it was Skeet Ulrich in the original. That's safe to say. Yeah. So I won't reveal um, who the killers are. But I will say that... From the moment one of the killers was on screen, I was like, oh, boy. Like, I hope that person is a killer and gets brutalized (laughs) or gets killed very, very quickly. (laughs) I always feel relief when they die, but I don't want to see them brutalized. Back to my initial note, I never want to see anyone stabbed ever. That's the part that I don't get. I don't I don't ever want to see that. So I have to watch horror movies with my hands over my eyes. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, you can't. You never get Which it right. You did. You never get the I'm timing right, though. You oh. always look and then you're like, ah, and then you cover up again. And and how we were like old ladies because there were a bunch of teenagers there and we moved away from them because <laughs> they wouldn't stop talking. And we like, but that's what screen movies should be is a bunch of teenagers. Oh, yeah. Out on the town having fun. Yeah. And they're all in high school. That high school friends who I love that they all acknowledge right up front. We're all friends and somebody's. One of our friend group did it. And then you wonder who did it. That was really fun. It, it's a very fun, it's a fun movie when they're not stabbing each other. But I know that's the whole point. So you could make your version as a screenwriter and director yeah. called Tickle. 
And instead of stabbing, everybody just like, there's a tickler out there. Let me tell you they something. They run up and tickle you. Don't even say it twice, because I would love to do a horror movie, because I do like the scares. I just don't like the death. Yeah. I don't like all the stabbing and the the yeah. mauling and tearing people. I don't like that. So You can have that idea. Thank you. If someone could Tickle. die from being tickled to death, I'm okay with that. I don't know how well it's going to do in the theaters, but, you know, okay. maybe for soft horror lovers like me, maybe there's a soft horror market. Do you know there's a subgenre of porn about tickling? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> did you know that? I knew there was one about people, women, like, passing gas in people's faces. I knew that. What? That's what? true. Yeah. Yep. I didn't find it myself, but I was alerted to this a couple years ago. True thing. Oh, my God. Well, so, I hope Jer's into it. How does the tickling go? Because he lives it. <laughs> <laughs> he started it, I think. It's his mm. website. Right. Yeah, that's that could be. Uh, you know, the tickling thing is like, I guess you can tie a person up so they can't like, <gasps> it's like torture, oh, right? Yeah. But it's not hurting anybody. It, it's I would assume it's in akin with like, yeah spanking and whipping and things that people do where they get pleasure from pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is not pleasure from pain. It's pleasure from like the torment of not being able to stop it. Whoa. And people watch that? Like porn? That's like a porn thing? Watching somebody not be tickled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Golly. That's great. You know what? I just want to say for all those people out there that feel like I just I don't know what to do next. You should mm -hmm. listen to this story and take heart because there's always something you can sell. There's, yeah. al there's always a market for just about everything. So follow your dreams, people. I think that's the message of this podcast, right? I thought you were going to say, find some tickle porn and then <laughs> let us know what you thought at, <laughs> at Mandy Fab and Mandy underscore Kaplan if, underscore Glenn. If you think I'm not posting tickle porn after this, you're crazy. And another way to reach us, by the way, after you enjoy your tickle porn is to find us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review with a comment or a question, and we will address it right here on the podcast. Yes, indeed. So if you're listening and you haven't left a review, please, please do that. Yeah. Get in there, guys. Yeah. So are you ready to give it man jobs or are there more things you want to say about Scream? It was just so much fun being in a movie theater with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. I miss going to the movie theater for sure. Yeah. I'll go see anything in a movie yeah. theater. I don't even, I'm not even, no, I'm not even going to be picky anymore. Well, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're right. I forget. Well, the COVID. Don't make a promise you can't keep. <laughs> okay. For, for once. <laughs> um, yeah. No, man jobs. Let's do it. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I thought it was, yes, it takes everything from the old ones and recycles it, but it did it in a really fun, fresh way. And yeah. it was exactly what it promised to be. Totally. So I will give it four man jobs. Yeah, I will totally also give it four because I'm not a horrible person. Like, I don't let my personal feelings about this stuff get in the way just because I can't watch right. half the movie. You know, I see it for what it is. Yes. You know, I don't want to watch people get stabbed, but it's a fun movie. Like the story, it all right. delivered. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like if you like these movies, it's a great one to watch. That was great. And I hated oh, every so, second of it. Right. When you when you are assigning me something in a few minutes, uh -huh. hopefully you will assign me something that we will both enjoy. Because oh. that's what I did for you. <laughs> and you won't be getting revenge. But I have a feeling you chose what you're assigning me before you knew you would like the movie. So I'm probably screwed. Listen, I just go with my gut. 
which is always, always the opposite of yours. So you'll see. (laughs) It's true. I can't wait. But before we hear about that and before we play our fun game. Tell me. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM Engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And I already asked for those ratings and comments and stars. Keep those coming. Yep. Tell your friends. Tell them to get on their Spotify and every other place you go to podcasts. And if you also want to reach out, you can join us on Discord. It's uh, If you go to mancave.com slash Discord, there's a community channel uh, for everybody. And then there's actually a super secret, sexy Man Cave member channel for the fandies, if you will. And uh, you can get talk to us on there. And that's where I think it's a good spot to put your tickle porn, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not on social media. Yeah. And while you're enjoying all of those things, get some swag. We have great merchandise available. Oh, yeah. On mancave.com slash merch. Yes. And also, I just want to point out to people that if you do want some of that tickle porn, you got to become a member. And if you want to do that, you get some bonus content and, you know, we'll send you secret little messages. I can't promise the tickle porn, but it's a good incentive to spend, what is it, five bucks a month? It's like nothing. So it's the, for the cost of a cup of coffee, you too can have us um, being the voices in your head. So join us, mancave.com slash Fandy, F-A-N-D-Y. Well done. You brought me right back because I tuned out and jumped the gun. All right, that's well all right. Well done. No, you know, that's I, I get that a lot. <laughs> yep. It must have been cold there in my shadow. Talking about our fears and what scares us. To never have sunlight on your face. That's it. Go ahead. I have a list of 10 actual phobias. Okay. We're going to see how well we know each other. (laughs) So I'm going to name the phobia and you're going to tell me, we're going to discuss whether uh, like, you know, is that something for me? Is that something for you? And see if we're right. Okay. And I'm going to keep score to see who knows who better. Okay. Okay. Sure. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm going with it. Yes. All right. So the first one is heights. Am I afraid of heights? No. That's I, your answer? Just look, a plain and simple no? Well, look, I don't really, <laughs> I don't know you that well. Like, I <laughs> I find out your phobias through like, oh, like, I don't know. I haven't, I know, I mean, I'm kidding. I do know you. But like, I forget things. So I haven't actually mm-hmm. been on a tower with you and going like this, I'm going to push you off or something like, you know. So I don't know if mm-hmm. you're afraid of heights. We've never been on anything high together. Oh. You know what I'm getting. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, and then I will say that you are not afraid of heights. I am not. But my mother and father and daughter are. Really? Yep. Terrified. Okay. So we were both right. I'm not afraid of heights. Okay. Good to know. So we each get a point. So I'm going to put M for Mandy and M for Mandy. <laughs> okay, good. And we each... Got a point on that one. Great, great. We're going to post all this on our Discord so you guys pay really close attention. I'll post the scorecard. Okay, the next one is a very common, I think this is allegedly one of the most common phobias above death and everything. It is the fear of public speaking. <laughs> Do I suffer from that? Oh, give me a break. No, you, you. I mean, you prefer public singing, but no, you do not suffer from fear of public speaking. And neither do you. <laughs> no. Although, 
I would much prefer an audience of a thousand people in a dark theater than 12 people in a living room. Yes. I get really scared when I can see the faces and I know the people. I get really nervous. Yeah. So I will say you're half right about my fear of public speaking. Oh. Because I don't mind doing this on a microphone. This is fantastic. And I don't mind getting up on a stage and singing and dancing. But as I always say, when I host my shows, Mm -hmm. the part where I get up on stage and I go, hi, everybody, I'm Mandy. I that's what makes me shake. It makes me get really nervous when I'm asked to make a toast at a wedding or an event. I I get very nervous. Wow. I really get worked up because it's like me and I've written it. So if people don't laugh at my little opening joke, which, by the way, has never happened. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, but but that type of public speaking does make me very nervous. Interesting. So I'm only going to give you a half point. Wait. Oh, really? Well, I'm only going to give you a half point because stand up made me shit my pants. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, I get it. But that's why I would never do stand up. Well, good point. And and believe me, people beg. (laughs) Oh, do they? Well, it's because of oh. those, it's those opening jokes at all the weddings and the showers. You know what I mean? Like, the demand is out there. Yes, you leave them yeah. wanting more. That's the way to do it. I did not do that. And so I left them wanting much less. And then I <laughs> delivered. <laughs> all right. Next up is spiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do think you're terrified of spiders. And I think you're not. I am absolutely not afraid of spiders at all. In fact, I don't kill spiders. I carry them outside. <sighs> God, it's so gross. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. Did you terrified. see Charlotte's Web? Uh, I've never seen it or read it. What the hell? Is that weird? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now we have to watch Charlotte's Web. That might have to be a bonus episode. All right. I uh, assuming that our fandies like want to hear more about our kids. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, go ahead. The Fear of Flying. Oh, that's interesting. See, I don't know that you have a fear of flying so much as a love of things like Xanax or Valium (laughs) or like any reason to take a pill like that. So, or like day drinking, you know what I mean? So I don't know if you actually have a fear of flying, but I have a sense that maybe you like to take a little something or you get a little nervous on a plane. Maybe a half, maybe a half fear of flying, a half a Xanax fear of flying. Half, I think, is a a valid way to go. And And I know you don't have a fear of flying. Do not. I'm on a plane like every other day if I could be. Right. I have no fear of flying whatsoever. Damn it. Yeah. So another. Oh, good. All right. Now I'm getting you. Uh, and and I actually don't really drink but, on airplanes. And like I I mean, when I'm with you, I would. But sure. like when I'm most of the time I travel with my kid and like there's no way I'm going to drink. Well, no, not when you're with your kid who travels with their children. Um. I remember, didn't we, when we went to Vegas one time, didn't we like have a beer in the airport before we even got on the plane? I can't remember. Oh, probably. Seems like we would have. All right. But yeah. Uh, All right. Snakes. Snakes. See, this is, this is unfair. Do you know why? Why? Because I don't have any phobias. But you're afraid of everything you just said. Well, I'm a, I'm afraid of uh, uh, like, did I, I didn't, did I say I was afraid of everything? No, you no, said no. You're, oh, you're scared of everything. I'm easily scared. Like, I get surprised mm-hmm. easily. Maybe that's it. Okay. All, all right. right. Let's go back to snakes. Okay. Snakes. Do I think you're afraid of snakes? I think most people are afraid of snakes. Yes. 
Yeah. And I think you're not. You know what? I don't have a phobia, but I don't particularly like to be around snakes. I have hung out with like a big boa. I had a friend who had a big mm-hmm. boa constrictor. Yeah. And yeah. she used to like wrap it around my neck and stuff. Yeah. And and uh, I didn't like I was like, good to know that I can touch a snake. Do I need to touch a snake? Not really. I uh, touch a snake. Ayo. Ayo. Yeah. So I don't have a phobia, but like I don't necessarily want to hang out with them. I'm not a person who would buy a snake. Ugh. Okay. So I'm going to say half. And I said no. So I only get a half a point. And I, uh, I'm not really afraid of snakes. Really? But I guess, but when we, no, I'm not. But when we hike and like you see one, yes. I, I avoid it or turn around. Yeah. But I've also held one or touched one and I'm not like, you know, scared of them. Okay. So we'll, we'll both say half. Yeah. Okay. Um, this next one, we don't even have to answer, but did you know there's a real fear of cotton? <laughs> and I knew someone who had it. My ex-roommate, Sarah. What? My old roommate. Yeah. Really, truly afraid of cotton. The fabric? I could. Yes. The cotton balls. Not like cotton in a shirt. Wow. Cotton balls. It's a, it's a fear. And when we would say, why, why, why? She would go, I picture it rubbing on my teeth. And she would like freak out. Wow. I could chase her around with a cotton ball for days. It was awesome. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. no. There are certain fabrics that if you scratch it with your fingernails, my whole body goes, but it's not oh, a... Oh, see, I wish I... Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about burlap? No, anyway. <laughs> um, clowns. Are you afraid of clowns? Am oh, I afraid of clowns? Okay. Clowns. Afraid of clowns. No. I'm going to say you're not afraid of clowns. Not afraid of clowns. Maybe you don't I'm gonna love s- clowns. I'm going to say that you are not afraid of clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns. <laughs> I actually do love clowns. Well, it seems like you would. Yeah. Uh, blood. But what do you think people are afraid of? Really? What do you think people... Is it the makeup? I, I think it's. I think it's the... John Wayne Gacy, like when there was like a killer clown years ago and like the idea of a serial killer dressed as a clown made people afraid of them. I know this is that's my theory going to sound really terrible, but I don't think I ever knew that was a real story. I thought that was just like a movie or something. Oh, I think it was real. Whoa. I think think it was John Wayne Gacy. That's psychotic. (laughs) That's really other than that. He was a really nice guy. Oh, good, good. Oh, that's good. So when he dies, when he died, people were like, Yay, he's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, blood. Oh, afraid of blood. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, you, are you afraid of blood? Are you afraid of blood? No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are either. No. Look what badasses we are. I know. The last The last one, I, I also had roller coasters, but oh, that's obvious. Oh, yeah. You are not afraid. No. And... And I don't. And me? I don't think you're afraid of roller coasters, are you? Oh God, I'm terrified. I don't. Oh wait, them. I. You know, I. I was gonna. I, was, I had to think about it for a second. Boom! So I win the game. Well, uh-huh. uh, duh. But, uh, and then the last one that I looked up because I, I'm just gonna fess up. I have a fear, and I didn't know if it was an actual fear or if it's just me. <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> a fear of teenagers. No. And not but- like. Not like, oh, I'm bringing my teenage daughter over. Great. Bring her over. That's fantastic. When I see a group of teenagers like in the movies like we did or at a mall or on the street, I like cross the street because I'm like, they're going to make me feel bad about myself. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. But 
you're so attracted to them. So that must be really weird for you. Like you've got to explore that in therapy. I have drawn a hard line for the over 18. You're the one who doesn't care. I don't know, folks. Listen to the first three episodes of this podcast. You make, you decide. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so interesting. What about needles? Just, you know, do you have a thing with needles? I don't like them, but I don't have a thing. Yeah. Casey has a thing. He gets worked up. Real panic attacks. Oh, interesting. So does, so does Patrick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not panic attacks, but he's sort of like, he has to sort of close his eyes and hum and be like, because mm-hmm, he has been known to pass out if anybody whips <gasps> out a needle. Yeah, he'll, oh. pa- he'll pass out. Well, we will never find them uh, no. trying heroin together, shooting up. That's nice. Oh, that's such a relief, you know? Yeah. Dreams come true. <laughs> um, all oh. right. Well, I know you better than you know me. Oh, my and, God. Yes. But you're a winner. For the, uh, let's but do like, another podcast. It's just you're a winner. Okay. bonus pod uh but i find it interesting that i can watch scary movies and you can't even though that is really weird than you yeah that's really weird because i don't get i don't get why there's some movies that you can't watch and some you can like i don't know what is that i know what is it specifically what is it that's we're not going to really go there in depth but i have a debilitating fear of death and so thing movies that make me have to face like that we're all going to die and I'm going to die. Like, I can't do it. I can't go there. So, but people, so when people die in movies, it's not play funny noises, play. (laughs) No, but I mean, like when people die, it's fine. But like, but not when they get stabbed, you're fine. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's only if it feels sort of real. Correct. So like something like, uh, like the, like the movie, what's, what's the one with Deborah Winger and the, the Shirley MacLaine and she's dying of cancer. Oh, Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Is that a movie you can watch? I can watch that. It's not about, yeah, I can. It's, it's about, um, ah, I don't even want to really go into it. Okay. Uh, you don't have to. It's about like things like apocalypse and afterlife and I can't do any of that. Okay. And, got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's very don't, specific. Don't, don't care if difficult actresses die. <laughs> care about care about when I yeah. I just need okay. I need this information for the next quiz, you know? Because sure, that's a sure. real phobia. And I was like, how does she watch people getting stabbed literally in the neck? Amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, all right. Well, what a good time this was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so for next time, you're not gonna have such yeah. a good time. Um, I appreciate you scaring me and all that. But now I'm going to scare you about things like uh, the future of Texas and who gets to write books these days. I want you to read... No. No. I want you to listen to Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Now, I mentioned this (laughs) earlier... Earlier. Thank God. I thought it was like to Greg Abbott's one man show. <laughs> Governor oh, Abbott, isn't that his oh, name? <laughs> I thought it was sold out. I'll have to grab a, a ticket. I think they're still doing it on Zoom because he's so careful about COVID and everything. Of course um, he is. Oh. <laughs> Actually, he'll all bring right, all right, all right. He'll bring a hundred people to your house and do the show in your living room. Greg Abbott's yep. one. No, this is uh, Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. I want you to listen to the audiobook. And uh, that's what we're gonna talk about next week. Oh God, he's gonna give like soul searching advice, and I'm gonna yeah. roll my my eyes can't roll more than they are gonna roll. Oh God, I'm already so excited. All right, no shitting, I'm no shitting my pants on this one. <laughs> you look so happy. All right, <laughs> all right, see you next week. Love ya. I love you. Woo! 